0: good morning good morning and happy mother's day to all of the mothers out there so i have to tell you i am not the um i'm getting better though i think i'm getting better i'm not the best at uh when it comes to like recording uh social media that type of thing that's not for me Uh, however i am getting better because I'm realizing so many things in order to uh, reach so many, there are certain platforms we have to use in order to do so. So I've been praying and asking God to genuinely uh, help me because it's something that I did not want to do. So I had to do it because it's in my loins as he has been pulling and nagging and uh, like tearing at me on the inside to do this. So what you see before you is someone that is nervous, Uh, But trusting God in obedience, knowing that uh, this isn't a choice that I made, to be honest. It's uh, something that he's placed upon me. So here I am in obedience and also being, uh, as I stated, being completely authentic and vulnerable before you on my journey that I'm on and on the journey so many of you are on right now may have been on it. I've been on mine for many, many years in some areas and then some, some are new. Um, This morning I will be going to service. So I actually will be leaving out shortly. It's uh, early in the morning, not too early because I'm up at 4.35 a.m., but I'm up. And I have to get ready for to leave out for service soon. So I was pulling at me to get on here. And so here I am. So (laughs) have a little patience with me, I guess, if I ask that question. But here we go. So I, um, as I said, happy Mother's Day to all the ladies. But I want to speak to us from uh, 1 Samuel 17. And I'm actually going to read some of it. In most of it, I'll just speak to you. I wrote this in 2013. Yes, 2013. And I didn't know how I would ever be able to share it. Um, outwardly, I've written it and put it on things like a thought I would do a blog or something like that. And that just wasn't, nothing was happening to resonate that with me, but then the Lord gave me this back to me this morning, and I thought I would come and bring it on here for you, so I will read it to you, and as I said, some of it will be, I'll read it, and some of it will be, I'll just kind of speak a little bit, but not to get off topic, so when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out. That's what we hear so often, right? But that's a genuine thing for me. That's genuine. Genuinely, when I think about the Lord and all that he's done for me, and I don't mean just good things, things that we gain financially, and I don't know. I'm speaking of in my things and my troubles and things that I go through that I learn from, that he teaches me in the hardship and in the hard times almost like birthing a child. God brings it through. And then once that child comes through, here you have this beautiful individual. So I think about me when I had my daughter, I was young, I didn't understand, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do as a mom, I didn't. I just knew that here I have this child and what do I do with this innocent baby? for I was in the hospital with my daughter for uh 5 days. I want to I think it was 5 days and um I wanted to go home. <laughs> I wanted to go home and they were not letting me go home. They said that my blood pressure was elevated and they said that my baby girl's temp was high. And so they were keeping us there. And uh I wanted to go home every single day. And finally finally it was like the brink i want to go home and my mom's a nurse um retired nurse at this point retired registered nurse and she uh gave the, her word that she would make sure that i was okay and she would look after me and certain things and she did that and they actually so they let they said okay they let me go home and my mom did look after me but i want to share a little something now i'm not into what i'm going to <clears throat> read as of yet. I am just want to tell you a couple things. When my daughter was, uh, they wanted to bring her into the room. So I was on day two and I wasn't trying to hold a baby. I wasn't trying to hold a baby. I didn't know what was going on with me, but I was struggling. So they brought her in and they said to me, mom, you have to hold the baby. And so they brought her in they said I have to, they brought her in. Back then, all those years ago, they would keep the baby um, in the nursing room and they would bring the baby several times a day. And every day they would bring the baby and I would say no, like for two days. And finally the doctor, maybe they thought I was dealing with postpartum depression. I don't know, but they encouraged me. So I did just what they said. Try to keep the baby in here with you and feed the baby. And if you notice, I'm saying the baby because at the time, as I was speaking, I'm saying the baby. And she had to be fed. And I remember I picked her up and she was, um, I, I can't describe what direction my bed was in. But what I can tell you is I had to lean from my, on my right side. To lift her up so um my head so I lift her up and I'm feeding her her bottle the bottle right and so as I'm feeding her she begins to choke and I want to talk about how God uses things scary moments to bring us into a place so she begins to choke. And because she begins to choke, I didn't think to call for anyone. I didn't. The first thing I knew to do was I need to save my baby girl. So I instantly go into action so that she's not choking. And it was instant that a scary moment such as that God took that and he gave me a love that I never knew existed. But my journey is one of hills and valleys, highs and lows over the years, even to this very moment. But what I know is that God in that moment of scariness of thinking I was going to lose my baby girl, I went into action to save her. And from that moment, everything I did was to protect her and to mold her. We'll get into all of that at some time, but sometimes our protection and the way we want to mold our children, if we don't allow God to genuinely resonate with us, we lose the very gift that he has blessed us with. So we will in time get into all of that. But what I want you to remember is the greatest of these, as his word says, is love. And he has been teaching me after all these years, what genuine love really looks like. And I'm learning in my latter years. what love looks like not what my molding looks like not what i think something should look like but what is it that god has for it to look like we'll speak about that later ladies but for now back in 2013 i wrote something and this is what i titled it I titled it, The Battle Against the Giant. Hmm. Can you guess where we're going? 1 Samuel 17. And this is what I wrote. It was September the 19th, 2013. Right now, we need to be praising God for where we are. Hmm i've been reading first samuel 17 for the last two nights i was so blessed and was able to see the battle god was able to win for david as a young boy i saw how god gave david victory upon upon and up against the giant goliath now the bible says that saul and all of israel which included david's three older brothers it was Eliab is how it's pronounced. The firstborn next to him was abin So it's pronounced Abin-Anab. And the third was Shema. And I'm pronouncing them for you so that when you read it in the word of God, you'll see it and be able to pronounce the names. I go on to say or to write where they were dismayed and greatly afraid to fight against the Philistine, Goliath. Read verse 11. Not only were they afraid when David came and spoke against Goliath by faith, his eldest brother hmm, spoke against David. Now, see what the lack of faith and fear will do to us. See, David asks, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that we would defy or that he would defy the armies of the living God? That's in verse 26, just in case you're reading along with me right now. David came to bring his brothers something to eat and to gain a report of how they were doing and was to report back to Jesse, their father of how they were doing. He was on an assignment. That's how I see it. David was on an assignment. When David arrived, he was talking with his brothers to see how they were faring in the battle. When he heard Goliath speak in defiance against them, David saw the fear of his brothers and the Israelites, of Goliath the giant, a Philistine. David didn't come to fight. He simply came to do as he was instructed by his father. But David brought something to the battle that none that was already there had even thought to bring. He brought his faith in the living God. See, when we bring God with us, our faith, he wins the battles for us. My God, my God. Oh my goodness. As I think about this, let me also remind you that David was the younger brother of the three brothers, the brothers that we spoke about earlier, we pronounced their names. (laughs) He was the younger of the three that decided to follow Saul to battle. Saul was the leader. The scripture, verse 28, tells us that David's oldest brother, which he became angry, the older brother, which was Eliab, he became angry with him when he heard David speak with faith against Goliath, the Philistine. This shows me that even in our belief and faith for who God is to us and what he can and will do in our life, Those close to us can be against us. Hmm, That's why we have to stay in prayer, trusting God that he will expose things so that we can see it clearly the way God would allow us to see it, not move in our own might. What battle are you up against and you feel like there's no way this can be fixed? changed or corrected. When we choose to bring God with us in every aspect of our lives, and I underline every because we have to bring every aspect of our lives before the Lord and lay them down before him. I love in his word when he said he provides a peace that surpasses all understanding. All understanding. What that means is he will give us peace in the midst of every situation, every circumstance, every battle. He'll give us peace. He wins the battles for us. We must have faith. Where is your faith in our almighty God? Ask yourself that. See, God is not just there for the fight. He is there in the victory praise unto God on today. This further validates God's word. And when In 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, where he says, for the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Think about that. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. What strongholds are in our lives that we're not giving them over to the Lord? Hmm. Just in case I didn't mention, Goliath was six cubit and a span. He had a helmet of brass upon his head. He was armed with a coat of mail. The weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass. He had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target a brass between his shoulders. The staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. His spear's head weighed 600 shekel of iron and one bearing a shield went before him. I need you to read verse five through seven. Powerful. It explains it all right there. Now, how many of us at this very description will lose our faith And what God will do for us if we had to come up against this giant. Let's speak some clear facts. We trust God for a few dollars, a few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars. Mm. We trust God for a bag of groceries. We trust God for a healed ankle. We trust God for a small bill to be paid. We trust God to put gas in the car what about trusting and believing God for a breakthrough in our marriages, trusting, and believing God for strongholds being taken off of our children, taken off of us, okay, off of us, trusting, and believing God for a doctor's report to be changed from cancer to deliverance, trusting and believing God for the job when we've been out of work, unemployed for over a year. I'm asking you on today, what are you willing to truly trust and believe God for? Take a moment there. What are you truly willing? What am I truly willing to trust God for? He is not limited at all. I know every day we go through things and it feels like this God that we're serving, he's limited because I'm dealing with this or I'm dealing with that. You're going to find out he's not a limited God. We're the limited ones. We limit him because we choose what we think he can and cannot do. We put stipulations on our God. He says in his living word that he can do all things but fail, and we have the nerve to ask for a car note. Hmm. that's powerful to me. Let me say, I'm believing God for the payoff of a car. See, I'm not talking about the car, just so you know. It's not about a material thing. I want you to understand, the car, no, is the small thing. Paying off the car is magnificent faith. That That's what I'm trying to get us to understand and see. I'm believing God for the restoration of the relationship between my daughter and I. See, I've been believing it for years. I didn't just get here. But see, God has had to do some work in me. He's changing and transforming me. He's teaching me how to love. He's teaching me some of the things where although... One may have done something wrong. He's teaching me where I went wrong and where I didn't leave things unto him and where I didn't walk in him and where I didn't choose him and where I allowed things into our lives. That should not have been. See, God had to show me. So now I have to wait while the healing is being done. How many mothers are out there right now saying to themselves, Well, I did nothing wrong. I'm the mother. Hmm. What if our father in heaven did that to us? We all have a part to play. We all have a role to play. We all have something that we have done in the midst of it. We have to trust God. We have to be open and willing to forgive. We have to be willing to obey. We have to be willing to trust. We have to be willing to be vulnerable and apologize. Trusting God that He will carry us the rest of the way. Hmm. That's the God we serve because He's not limited. I'm believing God for the ministry that He is building in me, that I will speak to women all across this nation so that they may be saved and made whole. Again, I'm asking, what are you trusting and believing God for? David brought Goliath down with a sling and a stone to his forehead. If you don't believe me, look in verse 40 and 49. That's what I want you to do. That's the God we serve. This Goliath, this giant that's been terrifying everyone, hovering, I can only imagine. Hmm. See, we in our carnal thoughts always doubt God because the giant in our lives looks too big for us to conquer. Let me tell you, you are correct. For us alone, it's too big. He's too big. Circumstances too big. All oh, but with God, he brings down the biggest giants in our lives, whatever they are, it matters not. If your giant is your spouse, your children, finances, food on the table, your health lies against you on and on, bring God, which is your faith and your belief. See, that's bringing God. Be serious about your journey and watch how God will use a sling and a stone in your battle for you to bring down the biggest, the greatest, the largest, the tallest giants. Take your eyes off of the problem and put them on God. I remember hearing something I heard. uh, Dr. Stanley said this one time he was uh, it was him. It was a woman that uh, asked him to look at. Something because he was troubled with something. And this stood with me. So this isn't me what I'm saying here. Dr. Stanley spoke about this in uh something in his life. So I just want to state this. He said that <clears throat> she kept asking him, this the woman who he was visiting kept asking him, look at this picture. It was lion, it was uh it was Daniel in the lion's den. And he didn't. He kept looking. He said he didn't know. Well, long story short, she said to him, what I want you to see is that his eye is not on the lions. Not the problem, not the situation, not the circumstance. But what to keep it in context, what he said was, she said that his eye was not on the lions. His eye was on God. So that stayed with me, that did something to me, that resonated with me. So I can't take credit for that piece of this, where I'm speaking of what he said, but I'm telling you, that's something that helped me. It helped me to see that my eyes cannot stay on a problem. They have to stay on my most high God. There's so much more in um, 1 Samuel 17 that I can't get into within this short time. So please take the time to read it and see the many blessings God brought through. Remember, God is not just David's God. He is our God as well. And he is so willing, able, ready, and willing to do all that we need in our lives. That is in his will, in his timing. So let's just reference 1 cha- cha- I mean, Samuel uh, chapter 17. I encourage you to read that. I'm just going to say a quick prayer for women, if I may. Father God, we just come, Lord, just thanking you on this mo- morning. We thank you, Father, that you have, um, you've kept us. We thank you, Lord, that on this Mother's Day, you are showing us new things. We thank you, Father, that healing is taking place, place, Lord. Restoration is taking place, Father. We thank you, Father. You're bringing us together as women. I pray for all the mothers, Lord, in this nation, Father, that is looking, Father God, for healing. I pray, Father, that you would give them the healing that they so desire when they call upon your name. So Father, I just pray and ask that you would just have your mighty way and women, single women, married women, mothers, Father, just women, have your mighty way on today. Lord, we pray this prayer and we pray it only in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. And as I close, my truth, as always, I'm honored that God has placed this before me. And I'm looking forward to all that he alone will do by way of healing for so many women, including myself. Be blessed.